Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Legal Brief. I'm Misty Maris, and as always, I am joined by my executive producer, Lauren Mincer-Clark, and it is time for our Friday Roundup. Yay! Friday so Roundup! Going on. Yes, so, so much going week. on this week. Uh, I mean, there are so many stories to cover. I it, it was a huge week, Lauren, but I think that yeah. we need to cover and begin with the one that everybody is talking about that no one can stop watching, and that is Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Absolutely. Misty, they resumed. They were back in court this week. There was a week break. They were back on Monday. Amber Heard was back on the stand on Monday. Really explosive stuff. You have been covering this wall-to-wall on television nonstop. I've been watching you, and we've been talking through all of this. So I know you've been all over it, but there's some really big things that happened this week that I feel like we kind of need to just kind of touch on all of them so everyone can kind of catch up on every big thing um, if you weren't watching it 24-7 like we were. <laughs> um, but let's go ahead. Let's go and talk right about the beginning. And actually this week, Lauren, was huge for Amber Heard. So remember, before court went on break, and the court went on a break for a pre-planned conflict that the judge had. So there was no reason for Mm -hmm. the court to go on break that related to the trial. It was just something that the judge had already scheduled that so we knew there was going to be a break that week. But it was interesting because Amber Heard's direct testimony happened before the break and then we came back and the direct testimony continued i don't know for maybe like an hour or two it was basically wrapped up but then we came back right into her cross examination sure did and her cross examination was really tough and i know we're going to get into that Mm -hmm. further but her cross examination was really tough really good really effective really called into question a lot of what amber heard had said on her direct and the lawyer who was doing the cross-examination did so by using photographic evidence. And this is a really incredibly effective means of, of showing the jury something, right? Mm. So not only can the jury hear it, but the jury can also see it. So one or two examples that I'm going to bring up because they're really relevant to these next witnesses um, are Amber Heard on the James Corden show. So she testified that Johnny Depp uh, had struck her, had, you know, basically had a very violent altercation with him the night before she went on James Corden. And the plaintiff's attorney, Johnny Depp's attorney on cross-examination showed photographs and and video of Amber Heard on James Corden looking absolutely fabulous. I mean, Mm -hmm. really looking amazing. Yes. And so that was one piece. There were other times that Amber Heard testified about Johnny Depp and physical abuse and his attorney responded on cross-examination by showing photographs or showing appearances where Amber Heard did not look like she had any visible bruising, swelling, anything like that. Okay. So that was a huge part of, of the case and a mm-hmm. huge part of the cross-examination to undercut her credibility on some of the testimony relating to serious, serious and horrific physical violence. So then her sister gets on the stand, Amber Heard's sister. So her cross-examination concludes. And then there are just a slew of witnesses as part of Amber Heard's case that corroborate Amber Heard's testimony. And, and her sister was 
the first, I believe the first to take the stand and one of the most compelling because Lauren, this is the first person who has said that they actually witnessed Mm -hmm. physical violence by Johnny Depp against Amber Heard. And her sister talked about this this time that uh, and she she had lived in the building on and off and spent a lot of time with them. You know, back since 2013, there had been messages exchanged between her and Johnny Depp. But she talked about a physical altercation where Johnny Depp, uh, you know, pulled her hair, clumps of hair ripped out punched her kicked her i mean it was yeah horrific testimony and this is the first person who had a personal account yeah. of witnessing physical violence other parts of her sister's testimony that were very very compelling to me some of the language that she said he used the c word um calling her a trash bag uh mm-hmm. using all of this truly derogatory and inflammatory language. She said that he was screaming and throwing things like an animal. That's how she described Johnny Depp's behavior. She testified about his use of drugs and alcohol, that when he was intoxicated, he acted a certain way. He acted very misogynistic. He acted incredibly jealous. So all of this was part of her sister's testimony. So obviously, first and foremost, the corroboration of a physical altercation that's number one yeah number two a lot of what amber Heard's sister and her name's whitney a lot of what whitney said on the stand we've seen indications of even going back as far as johnny depp's direct case yeah yeah remember that i want to yes i was going to ask you about that video It, it rang a lot of that video that we saw Yes. And so to me, I made that immediate connection. And I think the jury would, too, because now not only is her sister Whitney vividly accounting that 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 thing that she witnessed, that event that she witnessed. So she's vividly describing it. She's talking about his behavior. Well, now the jury can in their minds go back and say, well, I saw him act like that in a video. Mm. So. It, it, it lends a little bit of credibility to Whitney's testimony outside of just the fact that it corroborates Amber, what Amber Heard had said. And of course, look, when you're the other side, you're the plaintiff, you're Johnny Depp's lawyers, you're going to say the credibility of a family member of the defendant, right, yeah, is uh-huh. can be called into question just by virtue of the fact that there's obvious loyalty there, right? That their that, family. That, it's her yeah. sister, right? right so right. there's bias, of, of course. But I think that just take, take, that that's one argument and you're always going to make that argument with witnesses right credibility right and why or why they might not be credible but i do think a lot of what we heard if if you're if you're putting together the pieces and i guarantee you the defense team will put together those pieces in a closing <laughs> argument right if you're putting together the pieces you're going back and saying i've I've heard this before. Mm-hmm. I've, 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 I've seen heard, this before. Yes, I've seen this. I mean, didn't mm-hmm. didn't the sister testify that he threw something at at, at somebody? I, I believe so. Yeah, I, or, I I'm gonna go back and look up that fact, but that he threw something. You know that he you know that he was like this acting like an animal. Looking back at that video, that language we have uncontroverted text messages. Remember those messages, Lauren, that Johnny Depp kind of. Had to minimize and said yes. embarrassed by them, but said yep. stuff like, "I'm going to put her in. I'm going to put Amber Heard in the trunk of a car and burn her." Yes, he used that type of language in those messages. So, if I'm the jury, I'm sitting there thinking, "Okay, well, it's not, right. It's not a far stretch. Like this was very out of character, but yeah, 
Very interesting. That's a very interesting point. So I think a lot of that is is piecing it together. And uh, Whitney really did a good job of describing that incident. She was visibly shaken by it. You could you could see (laughs) that she was very emotional. And obviously what she described and the violence was beyond. And 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 she said that Amber Heard hit him twice in response to him pulling yes. her hair and, and attacking her. So that also goes to Amber Heard's story where she says, yes, sure, I swung back when I was faced with physical violence. Attack, I yeah. did defend myself and I did hit him, but it was always in response, as opposed to Johnny Depp's side of the story, which is she was always the instigator. Instigator. Of, yeah, and, instig- and, and that she was the, the person who was actually engaging in physical abuse. So uh, this was, this was a huge, huge, huge witness for Amber Heard. And that wasn't just, that wasn't it, Lauren, was it? There, there were more. So there was also a mutual friend. Yes. Uh, what's that? What was the name again, Lauren? Uh, it's Till it right. I believe is the name. Till it right. Okay. So I thought this was one of the most, yep. Oh, incredibly important witness for the Heard defense. So till it right was a friend of both Johnny Depp and Amber mm-hmm. Heard. And he spoke about his relationship with Johnny Depp. And he said, again, going back to some of the themes that we've heard so far, that he truly was a different person when it came to drugs and alcohol, that he Mm -hmm. became very jealous, possessive, controlling, and misogynistic. Those were some of the adjectives that he Mm -hmm. used. And he brought up one of what I found to be the most disturbing. Uh huh. I was just going to, this is, you're going to go exactly what I was thinking about because this is one of the most disturbing stories. Absolutely. And because I actually, when I was watching the trial, I wrote down this quote verbatim because I was so shocked and it, it happened. And then we talked about it after the fact. And I was like, oh my God. So his testimony, Tillett Wright, is that on Johnny Depp and Amber Heard's wedding day, Johnny said to him, well, now I can punch her in the face and nobody can do anything about it because we're married. Right. And I just so, got goosebumps when you just repeated it. Uh, it's it, horrific. It's mm-hmm. horrific. And so, th- okay, so now we have that. We have his testimony that drugs and alcohol are a factor, that he acts differently, that he's controlling, that he's jealous. Again, same themes, right? Right. And th- And I, when I heard that, uh, that alleged statement, right? Because this is yep. what Mr. Wright is saying. Of course. Again, I went back to those text messages, which Johnny Depp in his testimony said, oh, I have a dark sense of humor. And you know, mm-hmm. you're right. Try, yeah, downplaying it a lot. Yep. Mm-hmm. Downplaying it. They're in poor taste and I shouldn't have said it. And you're right. It's, he, you know, he acknowledged that they were in poor taste, but they were nothing that he was, that they weren't something that were were in his character that was outside of his Yeah, life. that was yes. Well, it's starting mm. to sound like it wasn't. Right. right. Now, you've got witness, right. witness coming out and saying similar types of things. So I don't really know if that act of this was outside my character is flying. And then let's talk about that next piece of it, which is the intoxication argument. So I was actually mm-hmm. on TV last night. We were getting into this issue because one of my co-panelists made the very, very correct point that not all addicts are abusers. And that's absolutely that, true. Absolutely. But that's not what anybody's saying in this case. And I think that's a really important 
important uh, mm. aspect to clarify. Mm-hmm. Nobody's saying that just because he was he is an is uh, an addict and rec- in recovery now or had bouts of going in and out of having a drug abuse and alcohol abuse issues mm-hmm. throughout his life, right? Nobody's saying that that made him an abuser necessarily, but what has been coming out in the testimony and what is a key component of Amber Heard's defense is twofold. First, that he his personality shifted when he did take drugs or drink alcohol. Mm-hmm. Second is that he that that she'd said that he might not remember some of this abusive conduct because he was intoxicated. And so that's a really key component to the defense because he said, I never did any of this. And she's saying, well, you can't really say you never did any of this because you were not coherent, you were intoxicated yeah. in some of these interactions. I'll, I'll talk about the incident plane event, right? Mm-hmm. You know, the infamous plane event where there's a really highly, hotly contested version of what happened on that plane. She says Johnny Depp kicked her in the back. Other uh, witnesses on the plane didn't see anything. We heard a, a video of him howling. Uh-huh. I mean, he sounds incredibly disturbed. Obviously, yes. it's horrible. I it's mean, terrifying, to be honest. Thing. Yeah. Yes, it's horrible. Um, and he doesn't sound like somebody who's of sound mind. And he admitted in his testimony that he was blacked out. But he said that he was blacked out on opioids. And, and he described what happens when you're blacked out on opioids as opposed to being as blacked different. out. In a different yeah, way. Then, mm-hmm. But I, I mean, uh, I'm a, as a lawyer, I would yeah. say, well, how do you know you didn't kick her in the back then? How do you right. know? Ah, mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. You're, you're assuming what you're assuming how you acted during a period of blackout, but you don't really know. Right. So, of course, it's it's all fitting. It's all coming together now in such yep. a way where the testimony on Amber Heard's side is very, very strong. And a lot of people critiqued her on the stand during her direct said she didn't come off believable. I, you know, She's I don't getting know. a lot of flack about that. Yeah, a lot of it. I, I thought she came off very earnest. This is a really, really, <laughs> I, I, you know, it's horrific to have to relive these types of events, even if there were, obviously the aspect of physical abuse is a huge component of this case, but it's not really what the case is about. The case is about Correct. domestic abuse overall. So. She's obviously reliving. I think we can all agree, even though there's different versions of what happened in these specific incidents. We can all agree this was a horrific marriage. Yep. This was not a good couple. This was nope. oil and water. Like this very was bad. Yeah. Very, very bad. Very, very bad. And so reliving that is incredibly difficult. Johnny Depp is suing her. He is right. suing her. So I I did not find her test. I, I thought she came off as a good witness. A lot of people the you know, the, the world of public opinion and Internet. Yes. Well, seem to sway a different way. But. Well, and I feel like because well, a lot of that is coming from um, hit Johnny Depp's attorney that everyone's kind of like caught. Uh, they've got eyes on her now because she had a good few moments in that cross-examination um that kind of like came forward where she had like some seemingly very snappy comebacks that kind of seemed to catch up Amber in a way. However, I have to say, and I'm sure that, and I know that you've obviously been watching them too. And so you see, you saw these moments as well. However, I have to say, you see these moments in trial all the time. We're just watching this one on a national, international level. This, this is being broadcasted for the world to see live. 
So, but this kind of stuff, like, I, I understand that she had some great moments that seemingly come like that, that she might have caught Amber up in something. However, like, this kind of stuff happens all the time. But she, there's a lot of buzz about that specifically right now and her tactics. But do you see anything different than maybe you would ever see in a courtroom for a case like this? Look, she's got a, she's got a really good style. And I think yeah. that the fact that it's, this is playing out, out, out more, uh, than just in the courtroom that there's a wider audience. I don't mm. think it's lost on her or any yeah. of the attorneys for that matter. But right. I, really, I don't think it's lost on her that this is bigger than just the courtroom. Um, but I will say you're, you, you're totally right, Lauren. That's, that's the job of a, of a good trial attorney and somebody who's good on cross-examination is to listen to what that witness says on the stand and have an arsenal in your back pocket mm-hmm. of, uh, of facts, of testimony, of whatever it is to form a question that will catch them up, right? Because, and I'm not saying, you're not trying to no. get anybody, you're not trying to confuse anybody. No. The whole point is to impeach. Yep. Impeachment is a huge part of it. It's impeaching the witness. So an example from Amber Heard is when Amber Heard talked about her makeup and she talked about how she covered make or she's makeup to cover up bruising and the lawyer said you used it to cover up swelling and she said no makeup can't cover up swelling so you couldn't have used makeup to cover up swelling well do you look swollen in this photo no you don't look oh well i had makeup mm-hmm. on but you just said you you can't cover mm-hmm. up makeup is swelling look all lawyers were doing cross-examination <laughs> that that's the exchange i would have had also right but right i think she she is she's sharp and she's doing a really good job and she's hitting those points and she's doing her job which can is, i ask you one thing yeah, oh, because there's also and, and i want to because one thing that we did before they went on like they've had a week break is do i don't know a little bit to your point before they've had a little bit longer to take the first part of her testimony for the cross-examination have a little more time to, they had an entire week to kind of look at it so i feel like a lot of these kind of moments that we're seeing i mean they could be planned because they had a lot of time to plan them i don't know i just and looking back at all this stuff like i feel like it seems extra sharp but because there was also a lot of prep time do you think it, that factored it at all or well yeah yes and uh, and no so you got it lauren because there's a lot more time to prep and it gives you the opportunity as a lawyer to go back and really really do a deep dive yeah, examine every word deposition transcript yeah the prior testimony Oh, it, you know, time is, it's great to have more time. It's right. amazing to have more time, <laughs> especially with everything that you have happening in the courtroom and that there may have been testimony from the trial. I mean, look, when you're on trial, you're leaving the courtroom after a day of doing your depositions, cross-examinations, direct, whatever it is, whatever you're doing, and you're going back to the office with a team right. and you're parsing through that day's transcripts and you're pulling out what you need for the next day and the next day and the next day. So it's incredibly exhausting. So having a break is, is definitely advantageous and also having that time to really go through everything again, maybe even with a fresh eye yeah. and call all of that out is certainly there. But what I will say when you're, when you are prepping for trial, I guarantee you these lawyers, they, pro- they, they probably know this case inside and out they can probably tell you oh that's page 23 of the deposition trans you know it's yeah like, that's the yeah. level of, yes that's the level of of um you know commitment and and the level of work that's been put in to a case like this on both sides but yes i think look i i think that lawyer's doing a really good job and i see why 
she's getting so much attention because especially there's a dynamic. There's a dynamic mm-hmm. between Amber Heard and that attorney. And I, you know, you see it playing out. And look, it could be off-putting to some, and some people are gonna think it's really quick witted and sharp. But one thing is for certain, juries pay attention to everything. So yeah. you want to be likable to the jury. Right. As an mm-hmm. attorney, you want the jury to ha- be be a little bit inclined to be on your side, because whether or not that's supposed to be a factor in a trial, it is. Right. It definitely. Right. Is. It has. Yeah. It plays into it. It's very cool. interesting. Is there anything else that was big from like this week that you wanted to make sure that that was anything else that you think could, could have an effect? What I actually, to be very honest, is my overall is that I'm still seeing on social media, even after hearing some of the testimony that even the witnesses that we just talked about and hearing some of that, that there's still so many like one, like people that are just 100% behind Johnny Depp, even after hearing some of these things. Even if you don't believe some of them, you can't not believe. I don't know. It's just it's kind of shocking to me that I still see so much on social that is very pro Johnny, even after hearing some of these other things come out, especially this week. Yeah, I'm actually interested to see where that lands at the end of this week, because I agree with you, Lauren. I was doing a show the other day and they uh, had a poll um, and it was something like on Twitter or whatever, and it was 95% in favor of Depp. And they, that, the poll was about who do you think is going to win this case? 95% right. for Depp. And I was, I was floored. Right. Because maybe I'm looking at it too technically. But see, you, and- but you're looking at it as a lawyer and you're looking at it exactly. And it's the things that we've been talking about, uh, that op-ed and all those other things is what this lawsuit is actually about. But it's getting so lost in all of this other, all of the explosive stories. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, allegations. I think that might be it. You're right, because there's so much back and forth and there's so much mudslinging, right? And it's just messy, messy, messy. And, yeah. uh, you know, both these huge celebrities took the stand, were on the stand for days, were rehashing all sorts of crazy stories, some incredibly disturbing relating to the physical, mental and emotional abuse, violence. Others, like the, the poop in the bed, poop day, yeah. you know. Oh, my God. I mean, just kind of like crazy things. Yep. <laughs> I mean, right. That well, that's it, making to SNL. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's exactly. <laughs> So it's kind of like it's every day is something, something crazier and crazier. So I, I don't know. You know, a lot of people seem to have been very taken with Johnny Depp's direct examination. I personally wasn't. I don't. I don't know why. I. I, yeah. I did not find it to be credible. I found it to be very. I found it to be very acting, and I thought a lot of what he said, um, and what he admitted to in his testimony would yeah. support her defense. I. I, I kind of thought it was over before it began. That was my my legal opinion. Yes. And and the reason for that is because. Everything comes back to this op-ed. The jury is not deliberating or adjudicating an assault and battery case. They're not deciding right. whether or not Amber Heard hit Johnny or Johnny hit her. That's not the subject of the case. The The question is whether or not Amber Heard was truthful in writing that op-ed. And right. the op-ed was about her experience as a survivor of domestic abuse and coming forward. So... By virtue of that, yes, you would have to, for it to be truthful, she would have to be a victim of domestic violence or domestic abuse. 
But that doesn't have to be physical. There it is no obligation right. that it's physical. That, that is not a part of the case. It can be mo- emotional. It can be coercion. It can be mental. It can be financial. It can be, there's so many so different. Many other, yeah. Yes. Uh, under the umbrella of abuse and what happens during abusive relationships. Right. It, it's not well, right, well, and, 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 and rightfully so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Trash bag, C word, like all this like stuff. The, you know, that's not okay either. Yes, absolutely. And, and it's very important because for people that suffer from these things, it's, it doesn't, it doesn't have to just be physical for it to count. And so, you know, and that's, what's getting, I feel like there's so much just getting lost in that. I, I definitely think that's true. And I, and for the purposes of this case, the defense is going to have to really do a good job of focusing the jury on what this case actually is. And I'm sure they're going to do it, but it's, but what's helpful is a lot of what came out this week. And uh, another another key component of the testimony was Amber Heard's makeup artist. And this was the makeup artist that did her makeup for that very same James Corden. That here. James Corden, yes. And, and that was such a big piece of the cross. I'm actually now surprised because the makeup artist testified and testified incredibly well and very credible i mean this is not somebody even if there's a friendship this person's going to perjure themselves this is a lot of people in cahoots with amber heard right right now coming out with this testimony so this makeup artist said she the makeup artist cried during her testimony she said she covered up the bruising with makeup i mean it's it's i know know. so it's a little it's it's getting to the (sighs) point where there's a lot of corroboration now are they going to come back and say that Sure, she had bruising, but it wasn't from Johnny. Or, or if she had bruising, it wasn't from Johnny. Or the makeup artist is lying. I don't know. I think a lot the, of people would have to be lying. I feel that's like that's it. And I think that the plaintiff side, Johnny Depp's side, has done a very masterful job of muddying the waters enough. Yes, using as to what we're talking about. But that's why her team is going to have to come back and really hone and and narrow that in um, to to get back to what this case is really about for the purposes of her defense. And another key component to that, Lauren, was more testimony that we heard this week, which is another aspect of a defamation case that Johnny Depp would have to prove damages. And so mm. his his uh, his argument is that he lost roles, specifically the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise, right. other roles because of this op-ed. But we heard from a Disney executive that op-ed, the op-ed never came up in any discussions regarding his resurrection right. of the Captain Jack Sparrow role. And we also heard from his former agent who said he's had problems with drugs and alcohol. He was showing up to the set late. Nobody could get in touch with him. It was his antics that were causing him to lose roles and that she had told him to stop, that he had to stop acting right? that way because mm-hmm. he wasn't going to get work because people didn't want to work with him. And, so- and that happens. And that is a very common thing is I could tell you from working on the Hollywood end, that happens quite often. And when you get that reputation, no one wants to work with you because there are other people that will be there on time, if not early and die for that and be excited about it. So it yeah. doesn't get lost on people. And so at, at some point, Hollywood executives go, I mean, it's not really worth it at this point anymore. It's not worth the nightmare that it can become. So that does very, that does happen. And that, seemingly that he's admittedly had some of these issues before. So well, I, I don't think that seemed like a stretch. <laughs> like years ago. I yes. remember not that this was going to be part of the case, but I no, but reading about antics on set, you know, predating Amber Heard. Yes. Know, that, way predating their relationship. So, and, and to that point, we heard from Ellen Barkin, who was a former 
she said had a sexual yes. relationship, not a romantic relationship, but a sexual relationship. And uh, she had said that she saw Johnny Depp take a lot of drugs and she'd seen him actually throw a wine bottle. Well, this is reminiscent well, of conduct that we've been yeah. hearing about uh, that, that came out during the during Amber Heard's case. And so all of that, you know, and normally I would say, who cares about what someone in the 90s said about your relationship? But However, in this it case, shows a pattern. Mm-hmm. it shows a pattern of this type of conduct. She said that he was jealous, that he was controlling. These are all the same characteristics that Amber Heard is talking about. So a lot of corroboration to her story. And then just to, to put a pin in that and loop back to what we were talking about before damages, the damages have to stem from the up end. This was always going to be a challenge for him because there's so many other things going on. And I think you make a great point, Lauren. It happens all the time that people in Hollywood don't get roles because they're difficult and mm-hmm. everyone needs to be reminded. And if I were, the well, they, they, you don't even have to be difficult like, anymore. They could just not like you anymore. I mean, that it is, it is a hard place to stop. work. Yeah, absolutely. You might be a star, but it's your, also your job. Yes. You, you, it's not, I don't know. Can you go to work whenever you want? I can't nope. I have to be there at nope. a certain time. <laughs> no, and you, have to, you have to do not optional. Things. Right. Right. And if you there's don't do call them, time, yeah, call time is a call time. I have to be there for that shoot. I mean, if I'm not there, I don't have a job. That's it. That's exactly it. So yeah. it's it's all of that. So that's, yeah. that's an incredibly difficult challenge. So my now mind goes to, well, she's she's had a bit of um, good evidence to support her counterclaim. Um, mm. And what does that mean? Because through her lawyer, through his, excuse me, through Johnny Depp's lawyer, this is the argument that through his lawyer, um, statements have been made in the public. And so this is not in the courtroom. This is in the public. What happens in the courtroom cannot be part of a case. But what happens in the public, you know, they said that what she has created is a hoax, that everything is a lie. You know, that's this elaborate hoax. And I think some of the testimony that came out would tend to support that Perhaps that's not true because, again, there's no obligation to prove physical violence. So if if she was in an abusive relationship by virtue of the fact that there was abuse. Abuse. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's going to speak to her. That's going to speak to her case. She also had a social media expert come on and talk about the way that social media and the. What's what's it called? What's that hashtag, Lauren? Like Justice for Johnny or whatever. Justice for Johnny. Yeah. Johnny. That the, when the Justice for Johnny hashtag was trending, and this has been shortly after the lawyer came out and called it a hoax, and you know they were kind of correlating statements made by Johnny Depp's camp to social media activity, and then uh, her Aquaman role being reduced significantly. So they're teeing it up uh, to show damages on her end. So I think we can all agree that as far as celebrity status goes he's the mega star and mm-hmm. she's the rising star right he's the mega yep. star she's the rising star and the argument is that there's no reason that her star should have been extinguished she should be getting roles she she had worked her way up she had been working her way up f- through these roles all the way to a superhero franchise which we all know is is huge and right of course right they're huge those are the ones that draw people to the theaters those are the movies that everybody wants to see yep and why now is she she can her agent not even get a call back so that's that's mm-hmm. what's teeing up next so where do we go from here 
Great question. Um, <laughs> so it's going to be the rebuttal case. So we'll see what happens. I mean, one thing that I would anticipate that I think will be interesting, especially since we heard from Ellen Barkin and now there's this, this cloud of, okay, well, he said he's never been, he's never had neg- these negative relationships before. Right. We'll hear from Kate Moss. Uh-huh. We'll hear from some of his former, uh, some other women that he was in relationships with. Now, Kate Moss, if you remember, when she came up during Amber Heard's direct. Yes. We saw a, we saw a moment. We saw a moment. Yeah. <laughs> there was a guy. That, yeah, that was that fist clenching. Yeah. Like that, that's that you saw it. Yes. So Interesting. Will we see her and what will we see in rebuttal? Um, they mm-hmm. could call Johnny Depp again to the stand. I do not think that um i do not think that that will be wise you know i i yeah. think it's less is more in that case that it's, mm-hmm. that opens the door to potentially more yeah but that makes um, sense yeah it can open the door to more but All right, in well, this case we'll see what happens because absolutely we've got at least again yep exactly okay well i mean there's a lot to follow on this we are still i mean we've still got what this is supposed to end on the 27th 28th 27th 27th so the 27th is let's see the 27th is the day that closing arguments are supposed to take place so right that's probably pretty accurate i mean okay yeah that seems about where we are yeah, and remember in Virginia, there's there's a rule that we don't have in New York, and um, I, there might be it's a jurisdictional rule or maybe a rule in this case. They only have sixty one hours. Each oh yes, sixty one yeah. hours to make their case. So it's a bit more structured as far as knowing when closing arguments are going to be because the the clock is ticking. We're running out of time. Well, we will be following as it goes through, as it continues. Um, and then, you know, another thing that one thing I wanted to mention is that we have been talking about Erica Jane. And I want to transition to the Housewives just for a second, because Beverly Hills Housewives is back. It's our favorite thing in the entire world. Um, and I just I, it's. Right from the get-go, it's obviously, first of all, we actually had a separate, Dorit's crime, they showed a lot of that uh, break-in on camera, and it was terrifying to watch. And hearing her recount what happened was terrifying, and the fact that these people are still at large is a very scary thing that's going on right now for me. Oh, my gosh. Misty, wasn't that the craziest thing? Yes, absolutely. It it is out of control. Um, (sighs) It's so scary. It's horrific. Yeah. I think it made us all make sure our doors were locked and a yeah. set that. My night. gosh. It really, it really was terrifying. And, and something interesting about it is we have, uh, the world is full of cameras now, right? So right. We actually saw these two perpetrators enter her home, smash a door. Uh, so it was really, yeah, really, really disturbing video. Some really scary stuff, you know, and obviously, and that that, that the season's going to be big because Erica Jane is still in the hot seat. Everything is still going on with all of her civil cases, with these lawsuits that were going on. So that's all still in the middle of everything happening um, right now. And Erica's actually still talking about Tom, even in the press that she said just recently, I think it was just a couple of days ago, that Tom still believes he's still practicing at this point. So, I mean, I feel like those uh, that his case and her lawsuits are far from over. And we're going to be watching that a lot um, this season. 
Oh, I mean, I can't even believe uh, she's still on the show. Uh, right? I, I really You've am been saying, <laughs> I, uh, I just. I, I really am. And yeah. she starts off this season saying things are getting a little better. I'm wondering if, I, and I haven't really correlated the time. I'm wondering if that's around when the dismissal of the uh the the first the suit first suit went in yep. Illinois and then obviously that was refiled in California which we knew look we it, uh, I you knew said it happened you knew that was going to happen we knew it was going to happen yeah. there was going to be a refiling right it was just a jurisdictional issue but um perhaps that's around the time that she knew that was going to happen she's made statements i mean she was real snippy to the bravo producers am i right oh yes she said well things have been proven that's you know things have been proven to not be true and uh, the bravo producer asked what they were and she was like you have to do your homework or you know uh, she, like she literally she goes yeah exactly and i was like <laughs> okay all right well, you're uh, still in it but okay <laughs> no it's yeah. very ay 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 I know. Yeah. We're, so well, we're going to see that one playing out and we'll obviously, you know, we'll keep any, everyone posted as that case, um, you know, case moves forward as well, which also just makes me think about Jen Shaw. It made me want to go recap, you know, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. It just because Erica actually brought her up and Andy brought her up and watch what happens live. And he actually said, do you think that, you know, the audiences actually are harder on you than they are Jen Shaw and also made it a point to, he made it a point to clarify. She's got civil lawsuits. She has a federal case against she is facing some serious time in her case so he clarified that you know and she said it's kind of whatever but it made me remember i was like oh, jen shaw's case is coming up it's supposed to be this it got moved to the summer and uh, missy this is still a very big case that's out there oh i mean this is a huge case that's out there and in fact one of the co-defendants had just asked for a sentence reduction and mm. they were denied so uh. the, the the severity of this case cannot be Mm-hmm. Not be said enough, and it's it's again a criminal case, and you nailed it, Lauren. There's a big distinction between Erica and Jen because Jen's case is a federal criminal trial, mm-hmm. um, and that's going to be happening in July. We've been waiting. Yeah, and that's and I know it's been getting delayed. It's it's been COVID related, courtroom availability related. Um, but I did see that I believe just in the last few days, her attorneys actually um have filed because they're asking that it's set for I believe right now July is the date, and what they're asking for is that if for some reason this judge can't do it in July, if another judge can just do it because they just kind of want to get forward with it, is what it sounds like. Is that kind of common in cases maybe like this? You think, Misty? Because they've had so much time. Yeah, totally. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I I think that it's there's been so many issues in the Southern <laughs> District, specifically mm. with getting cases on the calendar and going to trial, and and when judges are available, and when courtrooms are available, and impaneling juries on high profile cases. So there's a whole lot of issues. Uh, I would be surprised if they actually switch judges. In federal court, the judges are really actively involved in the entirety of the case. I was going to say, okay. Yeah. Well, in state court, I was gonna you know, ask. state court works a little differently. State court, you go in um, and you may have a different judge, at least in New York. It's different in, in other jurisdictions. But in New York, you may have a different judge for the pleading stage, a different judge for the discovery phase, a different judge for the pretrial phase. And then you get a roulette, you get a... You literally pick like, you know, like that that thing where you turn and you pick like a number. Uh, That's yeah, how you get yeah. a judge. It's right. whatever judge is available. So it's it's done a lot differently in state court. So you do get a judge 
who has maybe never seen the case before, never been a part of it. It's different in federal court. In federal court, the judge that starts the case ends the case. And the only reason a case might switch out of that courtroom could be for logistical type reasons or, Mm. you know, conflicts or whatever it might be. So I don't think they're going to switch judges, but I would imagine hopefully that July date is when we'll see this trial go. And interestingly enough, it's her team that wants it to go. It's usually pushing. I, that's why I thought it was interesting that her team's like, let's just do this. I, I, it almost feels like they're like, all right, we're, we're ready to go. Well, can we get this ready? Like, can we get this over with is, is what it kind of feels like. I'm surprised to hear it from her end. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, hmm. It's interesting. definitely, it's definitely uh, surprising, but we heard this back in March. So they must just be ready to rock. I can only imagine <laughs> that she wants to get this. I mean, look, she's had a strong stance publicly. That's Front true. Facing, she said, this is not true. And I can't wait for my day in court. And her. She actions, is also filming her season as well. But oh <laughs> her lawyers must be tearing out their hair. Maybe maybe they wanted to go to trial before. Before she season. can another season airs. I was just going to say, do you think this has to do with taping? That actually just popped in my head. Um, it really it, it truly could. I, you know, I, honestly, Lauren, I hadn't really thought of that. But hmm. not that there's even anything that's going to come out in the course of taping because if they're filming, right. all of that would be fair would game. Be, you yeah, absolutely. You can a subpoena, but it, it could be that it the pressure of having all of that yeah. <laughs> you know, coming out alongside the trial might be problematic. That could yes. be. Yes. Interesting. Well, we will, right. we, we will be following it. We love all things housewives, especially when, you know, true crime and legal stuff gets involved. We are obviously all into that. Um, Misty, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Do you think it's time for our what to watch? Oh, yes. Let's do it. And by the way, I really want to have a Sunday where I blast through some of these shows. And that might be this week. I, I feel really like, like to watch all of them. Uh, yes. No, you would need to catch up so that way you, we can uh, banter more about this. Um, and especially with all of the listeners, if you guys are watching so we can all chat about it, I would love to do a live where we can all talk about some of these um, series that we're watching based on true crime stories. Uh, Candy was the one that we had suggested everybody listen to last week. The series on Hulu, Jessica Biel. It, Everybody is buzzing about it. Everyone loves it. Um, that story of Candy Montgomery. Um, I, I won't go into any more details. I already kind of gave some of those away the first time. Everyone just keep watching that. The other one I wanted to mention um, for this week specifically, uh, which actually came out a little bit before, is The Staircase. Um, and so this is actually another true crime story. And it's based off the Netflix documentary that had the same name that came out years ago. Uh, and Misty, I know that we had talked about this one back in the day. Um, famed crime author Michael Peterson was accused of killing his wife Kathleen. She was found dead at the bottom of their stairs. He said she was intoxicated and fell down the stairs and he found her, you know, in a pool of blood and he called 911 and it, there was there was some oddities in there. However, um, the prosecutor said that he 
um, that she found out that he was bisexual and that he was living a secret life and that he thought she found out about affairs. And so that's why he killed her. That's what they said was um, in the prosecution's version of events. He said that was not true, that she was drinking and that she fell down. So there was a documentary that filmed this entire thing because he actually had the documentary team follow him as he was going through all of the appeals, which he ended up eventually winning in like 2017. He won an appeal on this. Now they end up going to an Alfred plea and, you know, I, I'm going to, I'll leave everyone out of that um, stuff, but I will say that it's wildly fascinating. This though, um, this is it, this is based off the documentary. This has um, Colin Firth and Tony Collette are in this and it's really well done. It's such an interesting story. Misty, I don't know. I've always loved this story. Oh my gosh. This is such an interesting story. It's it. I think this documentary is going to be amazing. I cannot wait to watch because we really covered we were covering this, and this has been connected yeah. a couple of times. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that, that This story, like back when, because it happened, and then he had the documentary film team following him for the appeal. So the documentary came out like after it had all gone down, and now it's like reappearing again. I know, I know. It's so crazy the way that these pop back up, and I can't wait to compare the mm-hmm. new series to the documentary, to what we learned in the courtroom, to what we learned through the appeal. I think it's going to be an incredible, oh, an yes. incredible watch. And there's a lot of twists and turns. I will say that um, Michael Peterson, his, he, he, there's a few interesting explanations that he could give for some, like what he thinks actually happened that night. It's very interesting. I'm very excited for everyone to take a look at this one so we can talk about it. Um, but there is one other thing that actually came out this week that everyone was talking about. And I wanted to explain just a little bit for everybody. Um, Kristen Chenoweth was just in the headlines and that's because ABC news is going to be coming out with the new documentary. Uh, it's a four part series. It's going to premiere on May 24th about the 1977 Girl Scout murders um and so Kristen chenoweth actually talks about how she was supposed to be going on a camping trip back in 1977 but got sick uh and wasn't able to make the trip and what happened on that trip is three girls were abducted and killed i and can't she, I, I actually can't believe the story i get the chills from it it is I and she and that's what she and she because she said she's never talked about it but she's been living you know she thinks about this all the time she could have it could have been her she could have been there that day so what she's decided to do is she wants to use her platform to kind of give this story awareness because it was still not solved and so there was you know and they wanted to talk more about this so she's actually using the platform to talk about this story i had never heard of it either I know. And it's so, it's terrifying. I know. And it really I, is. That, that's definitely one to watch for sure. And yep. I'm just shocked that we've never heard about this in the media before. Kristen Chenoweth has been a really, really high profile celebrity for yeah. years. No, absolutely. No, it's, I know it's a big one. And so I, it, that, it's the same thing. Remember when we talked about that with the Candy Montgomery story? The fact that there's this series and there's actually going to be a dueling series on HBO Max soon um, as well with the same story. And we we had not even heard about Candy Montgomery. And it's such a wild, wild case. It is such a wild case. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. I can't wait. 
Yeah, so they're really good ones. Yes, these are really good ones. All of these are really great. Um, they're all, you know, again, the staircase, just so the staircase, the series is actually on, um, HBO Max. It's the documentary that's on Netflix, the original documentary. I honestly, God, I, I suggest everyone watch both, uh, because I think that it is wildly fascinating. Lots of good stuff, lots of twists and turns. Um, and so these are really exciting. So that should get everyone through your weekend of true crime. Yes, everybody, enjoy your weekend. You've got a lot of TV to watch now, a lot to catch up on. Yes, we've caught and, you up on the cases, and we've got oh, you gave you some homework for the weekend. So much. Well, thank you all for listening. We really appreciate it, and we can't wait to bring you more next week on The Legal Brief. Thanks so much, everyone.